out. He didn't want to work anymore. He was just, he, he was drained. And it's a story of a guy who starts swimming in the uh, ocean every day. And he said, I was on empty. The ocean filled me up so I could give to others. I think that's a beautiful thing for someone to say, he says that. And uh, he got such energy from the ocean and he starts swimming around down there and he sees this octopus and he befriends this octopus. Now you say, how does that happen? But he, he went down there every day to the same spot. And eventually the octopus in a very moving documentary, an octopus is uh, preyed on by many different uh, predators, sharks and things and other big fish. But slowly he comes to trust this guy. And then you see the, the octopus take out his tentacle, reach out, and touch this guy. And they begin a friendship. And at one point, he's even holding the octopus. The octopus wraps himself around his hand, and he's cradling him like a baby. He's cradling the octopus like a baby. It's beautiful. Well, what John is referring to, in the middle of this documentary, the octopus all of a sudden is spotted by a shark. And it was just one of these Is the guy wimpy, down there at the time? Yes, he's filming, he's there, and he makes a statement. He He was right there. Right there. He sees the shark, and it's one of those wimpy sharks, you know, the kind of sharks like us humans could beat up, like not the sharks that uh, we, you know, they eat us. It's not a great white. Yeah, it's called the pajama shark. You know, when you're a pajama Pajama shark, you're a big pussy. Yeah, pajama shark. He looks like he's wearing pajamas. (laughs) He does. So the pajama shark smells the octopus. Somehow they can smell underwater. This was their unique talent. And by this point in the documentary, we're in love with this octopus. We're putting all kind of human emotions on the octopus. I will never, ever eat an octopus. Not that I ever did before because it's too tough. But (laughs) not cooked right. Well, whatever. But they're so (laughs) intelligent, these octopus. And and they only live a year, you learn. And and oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's crazy. The, The whole thing. And they're so brilliantly. They're actually brilliant. Brilliant. When you when you see the documentary, you'll agree with Sal. me. Smarter than Sal. He should be an octopus. <laughs> nah, they're too smart. <laughs> I want but to I, Howard, but, as the, uh, as but, the but, diver was trying to decide whether or not to intervene, he had that analysis kind of like the Star Trek Prime Directive, you know? Yes, yes. Let me get to that, John. And your point is that okay. in this, the, the filmmaker's name is Craig Foster. So... He's down there, and the shark is chasing the octopus. And he says, like in the prime directive on Star Trek, as John points out, he says, I was going to intervene. He could have scared the shark right away, and the octopus would be fine. But he said, that would be wrong. It would be wrong of me to interfere in the natural progression. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, are you a fucking asshole yeah. or what? You'd spend well, God, he's agree. befriending agree. you, you asshole. <laughs> Maybe the octopus was so smart he figured, hey, if I get uh, this is my card out of jail, if the fucking shark finds me again. Yeah. And the shark bites off. Or at least off. just shoo it away. And then, you know, check, of that, course. check the next day. He could at least shoot it away. John, I'm watching with my wife. And I'm saying, what's with this guy? Like, like we rescue cats. If I saw a cat on the side of the road, Don't I would pick intervene. the cat up. Yeah, don't intervene. What do you mean, don't intervene? This the octopus is your friend. The octopus in, has never, ever befriended a human being. They're completely isolationist, these octopus. They don't even associate with other octopi. They don't even, they don't even bother with them. He, this one octopus now knows this human being. This guy 
It's like, can you imagine if you trained an ant to do circus tricks? And then you bring the ant to the circus for his audition. And as the ant is auditioning, you say to the guy who owns the circus, I'm going to show you an amazing act. You put the ant down on the table and the guy in the circus who owns the circus goes, oh, he's put squats. He says, oh, there's an ant. Now, what is the act? What are you going to do? <laughs> no, you don't do that. This guy made friends with an octopus. The octopus was like probably sitting there going, this fucking human being could scare away the shark and he's not doing it. People are so fucking dopey. There's no prime directive at the bottom of the ocean. Save your buddy, the octopus. I agree. Save him. Of course. I was going nuts, John. And you want me, me to watch this documentary with a wacko like that? You you are a big yenta. You need to see this. <laughs> you know, there, I'm going to tell you the something. Cinematography is beautiful. Beautiful. It really is. But it's like, you know. If an alien came out of space, because the octopus even looks like an alien, if the alien came down and became your buddy and then let you be killed when you could have easily, you know, it, it, like, like if they were superior beings and they saw you in trouble, they would save you. You would save your child. You would say this octopus was so beautiful and friendly. And this guy developed and he, he stands, he goes, well, I have to, I know that this is the natural order of things and I can't uh, interfere. And I'm like, who's making a rule? You're in the bottom of fucking ocean. Nobody can see you, you dickwad. I can't well, what interfere. Is, does, when he gets sick, does he take medicine? Of course, that's the point. Silly. And let me tell you, I said, boy, if I was that octopus, I wouldn't be this guy's friends after the shark attack. The shark attacks, listen to this. The shark gets a hold of the, the, of the octopus, eats off one of his tentacles. The oh. shark almost died. He's in complete pain. And this guy's like, I felt very bad for my friend, the octopus. The octopus who had taught me so much. But the octopus survived the attack and grew back his arm. But Yes, they have that all, ability. Yeah, but he almost died. And he was so sad. He goes, I'm so sad. And the shark almost ate this, this fucking thing. And I'm like, you could have prevented the whole thing, you dick. Totally. Jesus, I just yeah, I hate I just those documentaries where humans that. get Wait, involved what? with wild animals. Uh, I tell you, if I was involved with wild animals, I would help the animals. I, I would intervene. You know why? Because I'm a human being and I got a brain. Why shouldn't I pick favorites? Okay, the shark has to eat, but he's not going to eat my friend. Yeah, that's like saying with if your dog goes out for a walk and a lion is in the right. woods or something, a mountain lion, you wouldn't save the dog. No, you can't interfere. Because <laughs> this guy thinks he's on a Star Trek episode. What a dummy. I wish I could interview him. I was going nuts. Anyway, uh, you know, the octopus afterwards was even nice to this guy. If I was that octopus, I would have been like, you know what? Why don't you go make friends with that shark, you dick? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you being friends with me? You just let the shark eat me, you fucker. I've made friends with you. I'm an octopus. I'm not even supposed to touch you. And, I, and, and I've, I've given over myself to you. And, and you had a big chance to step in. You're such a fucking cock. That's it. No I more mean, humans. Come on. Not making any more friends with those guys. Yeah. Ridiculous. I tell you, the whole world is fucked up. Hey, Andrew. Andrew in New Jersey. What up? Hey, Howard. First time, short time. 
Now, I don't know how much of these nature documentaries you're watching, but, I mean, one of the number one rules is you can't let your personal emotions get involved. Yeah, I know. You know what? There are no rules. Who made that rule? Yeah, exactly. I've seen these documentaries. I know what you're talking about, Andrew. I see these documentaries, and they go, we're out here in the wild. We must not interfere. (laughs) Interfere all you want. Well, now you're interfering with the, the natural processes of Mother Nature. I mean, if we go around trying to save... So what? Every, we do it all the time. Being, and- yeah, but Andrew, he's not supposed to be making friends with an octopus. That could be bad for the octopus if that's he starts right. trusting humans. So he's so he's already broken yeah, the prime fair, directive. Yeah, come on. Come on. This is all bullshit. This is all bullshit. You know, if anybody learned anything, the octopus learned that humans are cunts. <laughs> and he's right. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. He's like, wow, some friend. He's sitting there watching the whole thing go down. All he had to do was, like, poke this fucking shark with a stick, and he wanted to run away. He kept the camera running, right? Oh, yeah. That he, that he interfered with. And oh, the only other the thing guy. was with your, your cat analogy. I mean, those are, those are domesticated animals. I mean, that's a little no, bit different, not. right? I've I mean, saved we're... feral cats all the time. I saved, uh, I've yeah, probably but... saved 20 personally. There's I a saved little a bit bird more the other day with my wife. A feral cat than like a fish. I mean, you can't really a, domesticate a fish. I saved a bird the other day. It's mm-hmm. not domesticated. He had a hook you down some his good throat. points, Howard. Yeah. I'm telling you, we interfere all the time. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I, I'm sure those bears that are being shot right now are saying, boy, I wish these humans would stop interfering. Yeah. Hey, let me take a break. Let's do the pretty penis contest. I got uh, good judges. I got Ralph. I got Nikki Glaser. Everybody loves Nikki. I got got Mateo Lane. You guys haven't met Mateo before. Yeah, I can't wait. Until you meet this guy. He's on his game. He knows all about cock. (laughs) It's Cocktober. We're going to celebrate a little bit. Gonna pick out someone's gonna be named today. Number one best looking penis. A lot of guys wanted the title. You'd be shocked. Coveted title. Right. I also want to thank our sponsor for today. Thanks to Casper. Casper says their mattresses are engineered to improve your sleep, and they are not bullshitting you. Those mattresses. Two new Casper mattresses. You have two new mattresses. I do. The boxes are still sitting in the garage because I'm always fascinated by how they come. And you should mention Casper mattresses are built to last. You didn't say that. Uh, Well, I have had one for quite some time. That's right. Got two more. You're busy with concerts, but this is your job. You should say that. (laughs) To learn more, visit Casper.com. We love love you, Casper. Casper. We'll be right back with our judges and get right to Cocktober. And ask yourself this as we go away. Here's a Cocktober question. If you were Jeffrey Tubin, the guy who got caught masturbating, the CNN guy, would you jerk off today? Or are you too traumatized? Now, here's what I think. I think he's so upset that he had to explain to his kids. I mean, no one wants to talk to their kids about their masturbation. Nobody wants to talk to their bosses about masturbating on camera. I say he doesn't jerk off for another month. But wait a minute. This is a guy who's already had to go home and explain 
to his family that they have a sibling. Yeah, no. That I'm lives you. down the road. You can't when you get into trouble because of something like this. You can't even look at your dick. It's probably like fuck you, really, you dick. Yeah. Well, listen, we're coming back. That's your Cocktober question, and when we come back, we're gonna find out who has the prettiest penis. Yes, for penis. Penis, penis, penis. Show us your penis. Do you have the penis that's the prettiest? I'm pretty. Now that's a penis. Prettiest penis in all America. Me and my penis. Hooray! Are you a grower? Are you a show? We're judging you on the beauty of your boner. Now show me that dick. Little uh, titanium for you. You shot it out, but I can't hear word you I don't I still don't understand why this song is David Guetta featuring Sia. It's Sia featuring David Guetta, isn't it? Who's David Guetta? Why is uh why is that? Do you know anything about that, Gary? Yeah, I think um Lucas Termiano, I think he's kinda like a DJ, but he writes the music. So it's probably he probably wrote the song and she wrote singing Titanium. She wrote then I guess then I guess he does the music. Does the music? What does she need him for? She wrote Titanium as far as I know. David Guetta featuring Sia. It sounds like she just did a she did a day's work on it. Bunch of bullshit. All right, never mind that. It it is cocktail. Well, in those kind of situations, Howard. Yeah. Sometimes the guy provides the music, just like Lenny Kravitz Kravitz did for Madonna. He had this idea. No. No. Yeah. No. Okay. No. No. <laughs> I don't accept that. Uh, Robin, it is time for the prettiest penis in America contest. Yes, for penis. Penis, 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 penis. What's your penis? Do you have the penis that's the prettiest? All right. Now that's a penis. Prettiest penis in all America. Me and my penis. Hooray! Are you a grower? Now, we went through a ton of work for this. This is not easy to put together because all of our judges are on Zoom. Our, our contestants are on Zoom. It can get rather overwhelming. But first, let me introduce you this to our judges. This is our version of the Emmys. Remember when uh, Jimmy was telling us all of the, the uh, craziness of putting together the Emmy award show? This is right. the same effort we went to for the Prettiest Penis contest. Yeah, I mean, this really is a big deal. Well, first of all, let me introduce you. She should need no introduction to our audience anyway. Very beautiful. Oh. That's Ralph. That's not oh, Nikki Ralph, Glazer. There, the very beautiful <laughs> like, Ralph. I went, wow, Nikki really hit the wall rapidly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I was like, what happened to that girl? She was hot. Woo. Uh, there's hot Nikki Glazer. Nikki Glazer is our first judge. Everyone knows wow. Nikki is a stand-up comedian. She's a master roaster. Uh, you've seen her on all the roasts. And, you know, it's so, this COVID thing, if anyone has been struggling more than Nikki Glaser. I don't know who has. 
This poor woman, <laughs> finally, story. after years of struggling in clubs, nobody gave a shit about her. Suddenly, she broke out big on these roasts. Everyone saw her stand-up specials. She was set to make major moolah, probably move next door to Amy Schumer. You know, she was going to be making tons of money. Going She's going to be poor. making movies, TV oh my shows. God. 50 <laughs> movie deals. Don't even ask. Cartoons. It was, it was Nikki Glaser's time. And boom, COVID. You yeah. really got fucked over, did you not? I did. I mean, I feel like we all did, but it was it was supposed to be like kind of my year. It was it was definitely the best year for me um, projected to be in terms of I was going on a theater tour and I had oh. a couple TV shows that were about to start in, in April and they all um, got canceled and uh, my theater tour got canceled. And I, I moved back home with my parents in, in St. Louis, Missouri, and I just got out of there. That's my favorite part of the story. <laughs> Nikki has been, Nikki for the last eight months has been living in St. Louis with her parents. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? A, that's like, um, picture like John Lennon at the height of the Beatles moving in with his mom and dad. Although they didn't want him <laughs> from what I've read. But, uh, yeah, you know, you know what I mean? Shoot I mean, me, please. Nikki, yeah. was, what was it like living with your parents for eight months? You got to feel like a, a teenage girl back in her bed. I mean, you were in your bedroom, right? Did you right? still have your little bedroom? Yeah, it was, it was, my, I was actually in my bedroom. I have like Dave Matthews band posters on the wall. Uh, it was, and my sister's down the street with her kids and her family moved out like a full adult. And it was, it was weird. It was my mom. Mom's asking me to clean my room. I'm, it's a mess. I just went right back into being a teenager. Uh, why? Why in God's name? Wearing a lot name, of tie dye. Why in God's name did you move back in with your parents? I mean, you're a woman. You make a living. You have your own life. I mean, okay, yes, during COVID, you'd have to go out and get some food and things. But to move back in with your parents, that's a major fucking decision. Why? Yeah. Um, I get asked that a lot. And, and so I've fired those therapists, but I, I really honestly, <laughs> I don't even know. It's really sad to look inside because it's a great question. Why? Honestly, it, because it all went down when I was, I was already with my parents. They were visiting me in LA. I was doing a, a I was on Conan. My parents are big Conan fans. I flew them out. And so they were already with me. Things started getting shut down. I was getting scared. I just didn't want to be alone. I, I felt like, okay, we're going to have to be alone in our apartments and I'm not someone who's good being alone. I'm out every single night doing stand up. Um, and so I said, okay, I'll just go back with you guys to St. Louis for a couple of weeks. See, see how it goes. And then it just kept going. And, um, and I just felt <laughs> safe. It's cause I don't have a husband and, and kids. I don't have a family. And Do you I like gotta get one before the next one. Yeah, they're great. They're they're actually they're really nice cool. Um, yeah, I have cool parents, uh, which is also another way of saying alcoholics. But um, right. no, they're, uh, they, no, they're I really great. That, I read that you even smoke weed with your dad, right? I mean, you have that kind of relationship with him. E yeah, I mean, they're not like crazy about weed. They do edibles, and um, and, and they also <laughs> refer funny. to um. It, when they get high, they, I guess in the seventies, you didn't say, I'm, I got, I'm high. You said, uh, oh, I got off. And so they're often asking each other if, after they take an edible, if they got off. Um, <laughs> did, you get off on, did you get off on that, Julie? And I'm just, what the hell are you talking about? So th they're cool though, because it's, it is weird though, because I started smoking weed in high school and was always just sneaking it in my bathroom and, and, and trying not to get in trouble. And now I've, I do it in my bathroom because my mom's like, can you just not do it in the kitchen anymore? Like now I'm just, that's my pot room. It's, 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 
It really is um, bizarre. But you know what? I'm just taking it as, you know, what a gift that I get to be with my parents. I'm not home because they're sick. I get to spend time with them. All of that bullshit. Nikki, you are so <laughs> sexy and gorgeous. I, I, what about sex during um, the, the you're living at your parents' house? Uh, Have you had any, you know, today is we're celebrating October. You're an expert yeah. in penis. You've certainly had a bunch of them in your face. What, what, uh, I mean, you've seen them up close, right? Many times. I have. Uh, I'm closing my eyes a lot, though. How many penises do you think you've seen in your life? Seriously, I'm talking about in person. I don't mean on film. I don't mean in porn. I mean in person where you've got to handle these penises because I want to set you up as an expert in this area. Right. Well, I don't, I don't want to claim to be anything I'm not. And I do talk a lot about sex, but my number, I think, of, of people I've slept with is six. 16 or 17 and then throw in some guys that i didn't sleep with and only blue and that's zero so it's um (laughs) (laughs) if i'm gonna see your penis i just i'm gonna put it in me nikki Uh, you make a good point because you you know so many women go oh i'm only gonna blow this guy i mean if you're gonna blow a guy you might as well fuck him right I think, yes, I'd rather fuck you than blow you. I, at right. least I don't have to taste it down there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, You're so right. I mean, to I, me, blowing like, someone is more intimate than fucking them. I, I really do think so. And um, I, I I think even if I kiss a guy, I'm like, I, I could. I, it takes so much for me to even want to do that. That by the time I'm I'm kissing you, I'm like, okay, we we could do everything. I, I'm not someone so, who just kisses and just. So that. I imagine eight months living with your parents. There's been you can't bring a guy into their house. It would be dangerous during. Or COVID. are you sneaking them in like as a kid? Well, <laughs> yeah, she's like was... Rapunzel. She lets her hair down out of a window, and these guys <laughs> climb into our bedroom. So have did you have? Do... So, so eight months you are you are, you are free of men. I mean, you have no, you've had nothing. Well, I have had I have not had sex in, since um, June of 2019, to be honest with you. And I, have not I think had that a, was before COVID. What? I, I think so, too. I know right. o- I, only part of this time is excusable. Yeah, it's been a really long time. And then the last time I've actually dealt with a penis was like in January. And so it's right. been a really long time. And so I'm I, when I got asked to do this, I, I jumped at the chance. I just want to see <laughs> one again. I, I, I miss them. I don't remember what they look like or what they are yeah i mean look i i don't know uh i'm not an expert in vagina but can your vagina seal up if you wait a little too much longer for uh, not having so. a man in there <laughs> i need mine to tighten up a little bit <laughs> <laughs> it's getting a little loose down there yeah i hope it's it's resealed yeah it's uh i i do feel like a virgin like a virgin again like i'm i'm scared i'm nervous about sex i'm nervous to go out with guys i have a couple of dates scheduled for this week and i feel like a complete novice and um it's pretty it's kind of exciting all over again, but I did, I did sneak. There was an ex-boyfriend that moved back to town um, with his parents when I was in St. Louis and he would come over and I was trying to get that going again, but he, um, he, he wasn't feeling it, but I would just, my, my parents would be gone to their, they go to this like cabin. They have a cabin in the woods where I, I call it their, their, their fucking cabin. Cause that's what they do there. And so <laughs> I would uh, turn off the, the ring camera so that they couldn't see him come in and uh, I would sneak him in and then we would just watch TV and nothing would happen. It was really disappointing. I I would try to get something. I mean, here you are at the prime age for sex and, uh, you know, finding a man and everything is delayed. Careers are delayed. Uh, As we say, you know, here you are top comic 
and you can't even get that big Hollywood thing going because we're all locked up. We're in lockdown. But if you're going to go on dates, how are you going to go on dates during COVID? I mean, it's still out there. It's it's getting worse by the day. Yeah, I don't know what you're supposed to do. I, I really haven't tried it out yet. I guess we're just going to seesaw or something. We have to stay six feet apart. Like, <laughs> right. Let's. So maybe go to a park activities? and go on a seesaw. I like that. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, that'll yeah, keep that'll us. Fun. Um, uh, I don't have a limbo contest. I don't know things that keep you distant. I mean, I went on a hike with a guy. Uh, last week, which I just like, I hated. And the whole time I was just scared of getting Lyme disease and um, <laughs> just know. yelling at him that I was going to send him my medical bills. <laughs> I was like, I don't need another illness that no one believes I have. I have enough of those. So um, I, I, I don't know what you do. I'm, you know, we're all, we're all so scared of uh, droplets and like kissing's the first step. And so I feel like kissing now is like, that's like sex now. I would rather well, have sex and no kissing. What about a guy just yeah. sticking his penis through a hole in the wall and then you could blow him and then uh, you wouldn't get the COVID because uh, Honestly, that's probably the, that's the glory hole. That would probably be the best thing for you. Ideal. And I don't have to hear about his relationship with his siblings or his, right. you know, <laughs> it makes it so easy. Workout regimen. Yeah. Are you meeting guys on apps? Are you still doing that? Because the last time you were in, you said you were on that celebrity app. What is that called? Raya or something? Raya. Yeah. yeah. I'm still on dated? that. Yeah. Are you meeting any yeah, celebrities? There's... Yeah, I am. I've, I'm definitely matching with some. I recently changed my picture on there. And boy, did that make a difference. I, I had a picture of me doing stand-up where I looked. I thought I looked like really. I definitely looked hot. Like body, face, hair. Loved it. Good, Good outfit. But I'm kind of standing like like a badass and just doing stand up mm. and I wasn't getting many matches but I was like this is what I do why, why don't why aren't why is anyone responding to this and my girlfriends looked at it and were like no no one wants that no one no guys want a girl that's like a badass on stage like just she, like it looks like you're up there talking about their dicks and so <laughs> I changed it to this like gentler picture where I'm just very open and quiet and just vulnerable and like I look Coy. kind of wet yeah and yeah. um oh boy I'm getting so many matches it's changed everything <laughs> So I just have to deny who I am and right. I'll find love. <laughs> the secret to getting a man is to deny who you are and to yeah. act like you're a demure, almost vulnerable and, and a needy woman. Girl. Yes, just be a handmaid. Yes, um, yes. Very submissive. Yeah, the, I, I've learned that men don't really like a, a, a yappy broad, and that's kind of my my thing. I, you know, right. I, I talk a lot. Yeah, and you do I've, talk. Yeah, yeah, that's why <laughs> you, you know. make a living. But, yeah. but Nikki, what about these celebrities? Are you hooking up with A list celebrities, B list celebrities? Who are you meeting on this thing? I'm, I mean, I'm. I see the the A list celebrities on there, and it's so funny because you 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 heart them, and then you wait, and it you then it it lets you know if they hearted you and then it's like you matched. And so I'm always like holding my breath as I like press heart on like, you know, one of the spider men, let's say, you know, right, and, right. Um, <laughs> and I, I, there was one instance where I was like, please, please. I, I hearted. I was like, please, please, please. As I was saying that I was like, eating a, a a bowl of hummus with my fingers and like licking it being like please and like dropping it on my shirt and i was like who am i to be like yeah you deserve this so there's there's times where i'm like who do i think i am but you know there's i have matched with some guys on there but what happens is uh, some of them are fans and mm. that's all they are 
and I get the wrong impression and they just match with me because they want to be like, hey, you're funny. You're great. One guy was like, you're the goat. And I was like, have you seen me without makeup or have you seen my roast? Which what are you talking about here? Um, yeah. I, I well, and, and when you get that, you're just like, do you want to fuck me or do you just want to talk about you just want to tell your friends that you 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 chatted with but, me? You but know, Nikki, haven't you earned the right? Not only are you beautiful and funny and successful, haven't you earned the right to fuck some of these A-list celebrities? Because uh, I would think that's territory. I see a lot of women become super famous, super successful, and that's their prize in a sense. You get a Johnny Depp or you get a Brad Pitt or, you know, or whoever the, the, the hot dude is. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's, it's your time to, to fuck it's one my of right. these guys. I mean, you know, know. You, you haven't had a lot of that. You've only been with regular people. I know I, 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 that's true, Howard. And I, I definitely do want that. I feel like I, I've worked hard and that's sure. one of the perks of becoming a celebrity and becoming well known enough is that you get to date a different echelon of man. But I, those guys are all dating models who are like 23. It's, I'm right. 36. There, I, I can get a guy who's in his, you know, 50s or 60s, maybe I'm 36, but I don't, feel mature enough for those guys i honestly feel like i should be dating someone my age or maybe a little bit younger i'm i, I just feel pretty stunted m maturity wise but um but i'm open to it and i have i have talked with some guys that are impressive and been like "Ooh, where's this gonna go but they they tend to just be like sex addicts that just want to like <laughs> they want me they've seen my special and they think i'm a whore and they just want me to <laughs> you know get them off via text or right. facetime and i'm just not i'm not that way i'm like i want you to get to know me and, they, and they, that's not what they want isn't it sad? You've worked all this time. You've worked hard to get to where you are. And all these guys want you to do is get them off over the computer. It's just, it just doesn't <laughs> seem fair to me. Would you it's fuck a not. 50 or 60 year old guy? Like you said, like you could probably yeah. get a 50. You would. Yeah. I mean, given the right one, I think there are, yeah, there, guys are taking care of themselves now. And, um, right. and you'd never think that when you're younger, you're like, Oh, I would never do it. You see girls in their thirties dating guys in their fifties and sixties. You go, I would never do that. And then you get to this age and you're like, Oh, I could absolutely see that. You know, um, I, and it's probably going to be my only option. So, uh, what else am I going to do? But well. no, I, I, I definitely could. Um, and, because guys my age are very, they're immature. Uh, they, guys mature slower and they're, they really all are dating girls much younger, which I would do too. I, I don't begrudge guys in their mid thirties dating girls in their younger twenties because they're not looking to settle down. They also haven't been, you know, manipulated enough by men so you can keep tricking them and sleep with them <laughs> and not call them right. later. And, yep. and they're hot, you know, so I, I get it. I, I, I don't blame them, but no, I, I, I am resentful. <laughs> you told the story on the air many times about uh, when you were dancing with the stars, you blew uh, Bobby Bones and, uh, you know, mm. uh, you gave him a nice blowjob. And uh, that was a great story, but uh, I felt like, boy, a Bobby Bones should marry Nikki. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he yeah. should be grateful to be getting a Nikki Glazer. but I, I so guess grateful. I was wrong. I told that story because I got a Google alert for my name the other day, and I was like, ooh, what's this? And it was like, Bobby Bones is engaged. He wants to. You're tied to him forever. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, I was mentioned in that article. Yeah. 
No, yeah. it's it. Um, I, you know, I'm closed off. I, I'll admit it. I really am. It's uh, there's. You should have been able to get Bobby Bones to marry you. He's a DJ, which doesn't make him a list. <laughs> you know, he's on the radio. You know what I'm saying? It's, he should have uh, been happy to marry her. Yeah, Thank he should have been really grateful to be with Nikki. I mean, Nikki's <laughs> on TV. She has her own special. She's a comedian, very successful, pretty. You should have been able to get him to marry you. I don't. I don't know what happened there. Was, yeah, I don't fact, know either. I blew yeah, it. Yeah. Well, yes, you did. <laughs> you sure <laughs> did. Maybe that um, was my problem. You know, Nikki, uh, because, I don't think I'm good at those. Nikki, you're judging the prettiest penis contest, and yes. the guys who are participating are really excited about it. They want to be known. I mean, it's bragging rights. That's what we're talking about. Oh my Imagine God, something yeah. world, crow about. world. Yes. That's right. Nikki, what are you looking for when you judge today? And and I'm anxious to get to our other judges and ask them this question as well. Nikki, what are you looking for? Is it size? Um, are you looking? Do you prefer uncircumcised? What 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 are you looking for? What what is a pretty penis? I just feel like it's one where you're like, I would, I trust that, and uh, and it has integrity, and it has, um, uh, right. I think there's a, a lot about the skin tone. I, I want an even skin tone. I don't want it to be blotchy. I want it Ugh. to look smooth. I like um, a, a little bit of veins, not too many veins. Just a dick that looks well taken care of. A guy that respects himself. You can tell he has confidence through his penis. I just feel like you can tell a lot from a guy from his penis. But just, just one that's um. Just, uh, yeah, just, I'm, I, I don't think it's about size though, Howard. I, I want to be clear about that. I don't think biggest is best. Um, I think that Thank there's God. a lot you can do with a small penis. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, Not a lot. You know, there's me. ways around it. There's toys, uh, Nikki, there's your hands, you can cheat on them. Nikki, <laughs> uh, speaking of toys, what, is, what was, you once told us about a sex machine that a boyfriend bought you. What was the machine that there was some sort of machine that you would, uh, yeah. uh masturbate? Never to, got uh, to with use a, it. What do you mean well, you never got to use it? Well, because we got it like we we were just I think it was like a, a thing we were going to do because our relationship was kind of on the, the outs. And so we had always talked about maybe doing bringing other people into the bedroom. Uh, you know why we would we would have sex. We would talk about things that we wanted to do. You know, you say things in the heat of the moment and then later on you're like. Am I gonna have to do that? Like, are you gonna hold me to all of that? Because I don't, I don't know if I can handle that. But yeah. I do like the idea of uh, like a I, most of the porn I watch is like gangbang. I don't know. I just mm. feel like it's the girl. I'm a people pleaser, and so I feel like the more people, the better. And um, and you get all the attention on you. It's also like a an in, a test of endurance. As a woman, so I, I, I just am always so proud of the girl, and I just, I, I, I just, I picture myself as that, and I'm like, wow, may, maybe you could do that someday. That would have be you like, tried really... that? You haven't tried that yet. You haven't been. No, but yet. I'd always talked about it with my ex, and so I think the way to ease into it was he was like, okay, maybe we'll get a, um, like a, a fucking machine, like a mm. thing that. You know, and then we, I could do a penis something with and... a motor or something that goes back and forth. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, mm. And so he bought one and, right. um, and then I, we broke up and he didn't, he didn't tell me that he had bought it until after we broke up. And I was like, uh, can we, 
can I take this back? Yeah. And, uh, he still, he still has it. Um, and yeah, so maybe I'll get to use it someday if we, if we get desperate enough and, and end up together. But yeah, that was, that was a thing I wanted to use at some point. We did a lot. We, we bought like a, a sex swing and he, he did a bunch of different stuff. I, what I is really, that sex swing? What do you do on that? You sit on that and there's a big hole in it or there's something? There's a hole in the bottom or something? Right. You, you sit in it. And then yeah. they stand, and then you are just swung back and <laughs> oh, forth. You have to do oh. nothing. I don't oh. like being on top. I don't like to really work. So you just kind of right. like hang out and you swing back and forth. And, um, I could just picture you doing that. It's oh fun. Oh my god! Oh my goodness, Nikki! It's that crazy out I, there. Uh, it is crazy out there. But I, like I said, I mean, I haven't had sex since in, in, in so long it's i i don't know I, I don't when know you buy one of the like when anymore. you buy one of those fucking machines where do you keep it in your apartment i mean you don't want to <laughs> just keep that out you know or, or or is it fun to look I at i mean no yeah i guess you keep yeah. it in a closet with a towel over it or something i don't know um <laughs> it, because it is pretty big now, um, nikki you you de- you describe uh the pretty penis and what you're looking for in today's contestants are balls a factor at all Oh, yeah, I think well I, well, I didn't know if we were going to also be judging balls, but yeah, I think if they are exposed, they will um, they will be considered. I think that too long, I, I'm it's actually long can be good because mm. let me think about this. Okay, so because sometimes it can hit your like they can swing as you're having sex and it can hit right. your, it can like hit your butthole and that can feel mm. good. You like and so that. sometimes I like that. If there's 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 a good enough swing on those, but aesthetically, I like a a, a tight sack. I see. Not well, a yeah. loose. Yeah, well, that, yeah. Right. That's why you're a judge. You see, you've got definite opinions. You're not a, you're not afraid to express them, and uh, it's very exciting. You're you're really very heterosexual. Have you ever tried being with a woman? Because uh, you seem to me very. Cock oriented, very penis oriented. Yeah, I I have not. Tr- I mean, my first kisses were all women, but that was just because I was horny in high school and I didn't have any guys around, and I was kind of nervous uh, to kiss boys, and so I just made out with all my my girlfriends. But since then, there's really? been there's been you mean with tongue and, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, my first kiss, I I was so scared. I thought I was going to kiss boy this one afternoon, and I was going over to his house, and my my best friend was over. And I was like, I, I'm going to be so bad at kissing. I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I was 17 before my first kiss. And so, and all my friends had been kissing boys. And I said, um, I, I, I'm going to be so bad at it. I just, I don't, I, my breath might be bad. And she goes, just kiss me. Let's just see. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah. And so we like had this passionate makeout in my bedroom. And then she was like, you're great. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm just going to go it. have my first kiss now. And then that was my first kiss. I, re- you know- I realized years later. <laughs> That's how I ended up making out with Ralph, who was one of our judges today. Uh, I was nervous. I was about to kiss a girl. I wanted to know if I did it. Well, it's, it's, it's really very interesting. By the way, Nikki, I don't know how this all works during COVID, but Nikki is going to be at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick this weekend. B- uh, believe outdoors. it or not, she's uh, outdoors. outdoors. I see. Yeah, and yeah so bundle tickets, up. For tickets and more dates, go to NikkiGlazer.com. So you're finding a way to perform, but a safe way to perform, I see. Yeah, you know they're they're doing outdoor shows, which are fewer and far between now. But it, it, in I was in St. Louis in the Midwest, man, they're open. The clubs are open. They're just doing half capacity, and people are in there. And I, I've I've done some shows, but 
I run in there with a, I perform with a mask on stage and then I run the hell out and and Mm. I get in and out, but it's, you know, it's, it's definitely not ideal. It is crazy to think that people are doing that because, because they say the number one way of catching COVID is either eating in a restaurant with a group of people or going to any kind of group thing. So it's really, it's, it's really crazy to me that some people are are doing that, you know, for people who are kind of dumb. (laughs) nothing like telling your audience they're dumb and you might as well be straight up about it it. this weekend you're not dumb if you come to the outdoor show that's right if you go to nikki's show you're smart but uh anybody else would be very stupid now nikki let me i understand you two guys are friends i want to introduce you to mateo lane you and mateo went to dinner last night i understand is that true yeah we hung out at the comedy cellar yeah oh I just got into town. He reached out to me and said, I'm doing Howard with you. And I was like, oh, yes, because, I mean, Mateo is one of my favorite comedians of all time. He is so funny. And Mateo's uh, and a, and a stand up. Mateo's stand up is right on the money, isn't it? It's he's right up so there. So good. Oh, yeah. thanks. Good. No big deal. <laughs> Mateo, uh, it's October. Happy October, by the way. Uh, thank, thank you. you it's for- always October in the gay community. So this feels <laughs> this feels great. <laughs> October is uh, October is particularly special. Mateo, <laughs> you've seen you've been around the block. You've seen tons of cock. How many penises have you seen in your life? Oh, I've probably seen. I mean, realistically, I I've lost count. I mean, I'm not I'm not like a huge whore, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm I maybe over a hundred. Is that wow. a lot? That's an expert. Of course, that's an expert. Yeah. That's expert okay. level, and that's why you're here right. today. Uh, and you what love were you cock? doing with these hundred cocks? <laughs> oh, playing uh, uh, video games, resting, meditating. No, I'm- <laughs> Mateo, how would Just- you describe your sexuality? Would you say that you're a top, a bottom? Where are you at with all of that? In case anybody well, wants to date you. On Grinder, I would probably lie and say verse bottom because I have internalized homophobia. So if I say verse, somehow that makes me seem more masculine. But truth is, I'm a bottom because I don't have top confidence. So, yeah, I'm a bottom. <laughs> You're a bottom. All right. That's good enough. Uh, and, and you even say, uh, someone was telling me that you even say sometimes you have to hide your gay voice around kids and stuff so that they don't what? So they don't give you a well, hard time. Can no, you do that? I'm, I'm pl- so I clearly have gay voice. I mean, I don't know why. Yes. Gay voice exists in every language: English, Italian, Spanish, even click tribes. Like, like every language is gay voice. So you know, I'm always being made fun of it. So when I I'm obsessed with Fortnite, which I became obsessed with over quarantine, which is like a shooting game. But you play with other twelve year olds, which is bad. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't be saying twelve. I have a mustache, but you know, when you play, I'm afraid because when I was twelve, I was relentlessly called a faggot. So I'm just so afraid they're going to hear my gay voice and call me a faggot. I start to lower my voice down here, right? <laughs> but then it doesn't matter. I'm still saying gay shit. When we kill someone, I'm like, you better work. Like I'm still. <laughs> so when you go on these video games, you're right. You're on with these twelve year olds. Who needs them beating the shit out of you because you're gay you don't want to deal with the hassle so you have a special voice but what is it with the gay voice in other words when you were a kid you had the gay voice that's it i, I wonder did. where where it, it just comes from somewhere right it's just it's just there but comes some from guys, the heavens yes and some guys don't have a gay voice right i mean it's just the way it works 
I Why? know it's it's weird in my head I sound like Gaston like I don't hear my gay voice like in my head I'm like it's true Lavoo. but I <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. hear my I like I'll record you know we record our sets every night I listen back and I'm like my goodness my voice but now I've gotten used to it I like it I was ashamed Before, but now I like it before you came out, when you were ashamed, when you didn't want people to know you were gay, were you able to hide your gay voice? Would you would you uh, walk around with a whole different uh, attitude? Well, I think I thought, you know, I think a lot of gay people or queer people try to hide their identity and make up for it, walk a certain way, talk a certain way, act a certain way. But I mean, at the same time, I was working at Michael's. So it's not like I was <laughs> really hiding. I mean, I had an apron that said, can I help you craft? Right. That that's a dead giveaway. It was. I actually, you know, my last girlfriend. I we worked at Michael's together. Her name was Francesca. She's married now with a pitbull. But um, she cheated on me, so I broke up with her in the yarn section. I like called her over the intercom. I was like, Francesca, to the yarn section, please. But she knew. I mean, it was. Come on. You had a girlfriend, huh? I had a few girlfriends, but it was very similar to Nikki's dating life now. We would make out, watch TV, and then I'd be like, I have to go to sleep. (laughs) Nikki, I can't believe you sneak guys into your house, watch TV, and they go. Yeah, and I know, I know, Mateo. I'm realizing what what's happening now that you've told me. Sorry, yeah. yeah. I stuck out a few times in quarantine. Mateo, you're a successful comic. In fact, I should say that Mateo uh, will be... um, co-hosting the podcast Inside the Closet with uh, Emma Willman. How's that going? Everything going well with that? It's going great. We do a weekly podcast. We just chit-chat, catch up. Last week, we talked about Mariah Carey's book. You know, we're really hitting the hard-hitting news stories. (laughs) Right. And you say also during this horrible time of pandemic, you caught COVID, right? You you, uh, actually had it. Was it a horrible experience? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny because I I got COVID in early March, but then I got strep in April, which seemed to be worse. I I had a, there was this, all right, there was this guy who was in town for a day and we've been chatting on Instagram. So he, <laughs> he came over and we like selected a movie, you know, you would like put on a movie to watch when you're having sex. He picked not me, Lilo and Stitch. So, you know, <laughs> It is weird to fuck to Lilo and Stitch because in the background you just hear Ohana means family. But um <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he gave he gave me strep, which was worse. The COVID was bad. I I it was right when everything started to happen. So I was doing shows in Phoenix and started to not feel well. And I was supposed to go to LA for this meeting and I called my agent and I was like, I think I think I need to go home. And they're like, okay, I flew home, woke up the next day back aches, couldn't get out of bed. Re- I mean, really sick. And so I canceled all my shows at the cellar and I went to the city MD and it was right before everyone started wearing masks. So this, I'm sitting in the doctor's office and the woman comes in in a full hazmat suit, which of course we weren't used to seeing that. So I'm trying to make jokes. I'm like, I love the outfit. She didn't laugh. And she gave me a strep and flu test and I didn't have it. And she goes, I'm just going to tell you right now. I think a lot of people in the city have COVID and you need to go home. So I went home and quarantined and um, lost smell and taste. And wow, wow, yeah. so scary. Did you did, did do you have any idea? Did you trace back where you might have gotten COVID? Do you think you know the the way? Yeah, you got it was it? this Brazilian guy I dated briefly. Oh, mm. you're sure he gave it to you, huh? Positive. 
Uh, but was you it? know, the thing it was, <laughs> I say briefly dated. We had sex once and then I saw him in Miami. It was his birthday <laughs> <laughs> and then it was over, but which is something straight women would not do. You would never see straight women just being like, um, I met this guy. I barely know him and I'm flying to another state. Their friends would be like, you're going to get murdered. Meanwhile, my gay friends are like, you're in love. <laughs> <laughs> now is your smell and taste, has it come back or, or, uh, or are you still uh, kind of experiencing that? Everything's back. The only thing that actually tastes different to me is I, I Jif peanut butter. For some reason, it tastes completely different now. I love, <laughs> I love a PB and J, uh, right. but now it's sort of, and rightfully so, because it is, it tastes like chemicals. So it's just really Ooh. strange to eat peanut butter and be like, this tastes completely different. And actually, I've noticed cilantro. I used to hate cilantro. Cilantro tastes like soap to me. And now cilantro doesn't taste like soap to me. That's the only two things that have changed. So now I might possibly be able to enjoy cilantro. What about cum, though? I hope it still tastes yeah. good to you. I, I would hate to see that change. Cum is always... Cum is... Before I come, cum is great. The second I come, I could care less about cum. It's a mess. <laughs> I got to clean the sheets. I got to do laundry. I live in a five-story walk-up. I mean, it's... There's a lot going on with cum. Cum is a very, like, timely thing.